This morning we're going to look in 1 Samuel chapter 1. As we're turning there, I remember an old gospel song which said, it started out, yes, he carried the weight of the world upon his shoulders. It's talking about Jesus carrying the sins of the world, the weight of the world. But sometimes, that's us. We're carrying all these burdens and all these cares upon us. And it causes us to struggle. So this is a continuation of what we were talking about last week. Well, it's part two. And we see somebody here in Hannah that was carrying the weight of the world, of her world on her shoulders. The burdensome stone. And as we read it, we begin to see it being laid out. Now, there's this man, Elkanah, in verse 1 and verse 2, it says, He had two wives. The name of one was Hannah. The name of the other, Penina. Penina had children, but Hannah had no children. This man went up from his city year to yearly to worship and sacrifice to the Lord of hosts in Shiloh. Also, the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, the priests of the Lord, were there. And whenever the time came for Elkanah to make an offering, he would give portions to Penina and all of his and his his wife and to all her sons and daughters. But to Hannah he would give a double portion, for he loved Hannah, although the Lord had closed her womb. And her rival also provoked her severely to make her miserable, because the Lord had closed her womb. And so it was year by year when she went up to the house of the Lord that she provoked her there, for she wept and did not eat. Then Elkanah, her husband, said to her, Hannah, why do you weep? Why do you not eat? Why is your heart grieved? Am I not better to you than ten sons? So we know back in, not in our society so much now, but back in... in generations past, having children was considered a great blessing from God. A great, uh, that God, God's favor was upon you. And the more children you had, the more blessing you considered it to be. Of course, that's not the way it's considered now, but the world has changed. Not for the better. And so, you see here that you have the situation where in the Old Testament they had multiple wives and so this man has two wives and the one has children and the other one's barren and it says the Lord closed her womb. This is from God. doesn't say why at the time, although we see it later. And it says that the other wife would provoke her. Kind of like we see in the story of Hagar and Sarah, where Hagar uh, becomes, conceives and, ha- and is carrying Ishmael, and she begins to mock her mistress, Sarah, 
and there was a conflict there, and a, a bitter, a bitter rival, rivalry broke out there. And so you see the same thing here, this bitter rivalry that's happened here. And then this woman would provoke her. I guess flaunt the fact that she had children and Hannah had none. And she just let it eat, after, eat away at her year after year. It says, in verse 7, so it was year by year when, when she went up to the house of the Lord that she provoked her, therefore she wept and did not eat. This was not something that happened one time. This is going year after year after year. She's carrying this burden around. And you know, we do that sometimes. We carry this burden around and it's just like, and it's, if you've ever read the story or seen the movie of Pilgrim's Progress, you see this man, pil this pilgrim named Christian, he's carrying this huge burden, this huge burden on his shoulders. And he can't get rid of it. And finally, until he comes to the cross, he gets rid of it. But here is this woman carrying this burden, and what does it what does it cause her to do? It says she becomes bitter. She didn't eat, and she was crying. She was in distress. And yet, it says we should cast our burden on the Lord. In 1 Peter chapter 5, it says, Casting all our care upon Him, because He cares about us. We have to be convinced of His love and His care for us, as individuals, as His children. And that, that's part of the problem, that insecurity in our relationship with God. Does He really care about me? Does He really love me? And as we read this morning, he demonstrated his love for us. Well, sometimes people think of that as more of a corporate thing. Just like a, a general thing, kind of not individual. But he does care for each of us. He cares about each of us. And he does want to care, care, take our burdens and our cares from us, so we're not carrying them. How does that happen? It happens by faith. Believing that He does care about us, and the individual things that bother us, that trouble us, that provoke us, that make us want to weep, that break our hearts, that trouble us, that weigh us down. And if we don't cast that burden on the Lord day by day, day by day, what does it lead to? It leads to a miserable life. That's what it leads to. <coughs> you see that happening here with Hannah. That she was miserable. That she was weeping and did not eat. And it was happening year after year. And finally, in verse 10, or verse 9, I'm sorry. So Hannah arose after they had finished eating and drinking, and Shiloh and Eli the priest was sitting on the seat by the door of the tabernacle of the Lord. And she was in bitterness of soul, and she prayed to the Lord and wept in anguish. 
bitterness. The Bible warns us against bitterness. It says many are defiled by bitterness. What do you mean defiled? It defiles our walk. It makes us miserable. It makes us grumpy. It makes us grouchy. It makes us angry. It makes us very negative. Bitterness of soul. And that's where she was. Why? Because for years upon years upon years, she was carrying her burden upon herself instead of casting her burden upon the Lord. And it should be a lesson to us not to do that. Not to be that way. Because It troubles our it makes our walk with God this struggle. We don't live for Him the way we should. We don't walk in love the way we're called to, because of the bitterness of soul, of carrying the weight of the world on our shoulders. And if we do, you see, she carried the weight of the world on her shoulders till it finally brought her to her knees, and the weight was too much, and she just spilled it all out. And if that's where we're at today, and carrying that burdensome stone in our burdensome stone in our gut, in our spirit, today's the day to unshackle ourselves of that burden. Because Jesus said, "The cares of this life choke out the word, and we become unfruitful. We're not fruitful for the kingdom like we should be when we're carrying these burdens around that we shouldn't be." Philippians 4 says, be anxious about nothing. Jesus says, don't be anxious about anything. And on the surface, that seems totally and completely unrealistic. But that's exactly what faith is all about. The Bible says, the just shall live by faith. Not by anxiety, not by fear. But if we have that burden, we're carrying it, that's because... We're in anxiety, we're in fear, we're in tribulation and anguish of soul. People have annoyed us, people have angered us, people have wronged us. We've got to let go of it, bring it to the Lord and forgive and, and move on. Otherwise, what we will be is the walking wounded. Like Hannah, here she is, then laid out right in front of us, the walking wounded. And that's who we will be. We'll be the handicapped brother, the handicapped sister, handicapped spiritually. Not everything that God has called us to be. Do we want that? Do we want to be everything that God has called us to be? Do we want to be glorious and victorious children of God? Verse 10 again, and she was in bitterness of soul and she prayed to the Lord and wept in anguish. Finally, she cast her burden on the Lord. She casts all our cares on Him and empties out this bitterness of soul and anguish in her soul of, the, of this rival wife that's provoking her and goading her with a pitchfork, so to speak. In verse 11, and she made a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if you indeed look on the affliction of your maidservant and remember me and not forget your maidservant, 
but will give your maidservant a male child, and I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life, and no razor shall come upon his head. And it happened as she continued praying before the Lord that Eli watched her mouth. Now Hannah moved in her heart, spoke in her heart, but only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore Eli thought she was drunk. So Eli said to her, How long will you be drunk? Put your wine away from you. But Hannah answered and said, No, my lord, I am a woman of a sorrowful spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor intoxicating drink, but have poured out my soul before the Lord. Do not consider your maidservant a wicked woman, for out of the abundance of my complaint and grief I have spoken. Finally, at long last, she unshackles herself. And the way it's presented, and, and the high priest sees it, is there's this woman laid out like this, and she's just, her lips are moving, but you can't hear anything. Just coming right out of her heart, just pouring it out. God hears it, I don't have to, you know, she doesn't have to verbalize it. Just pouring it out from her soul. She talks about a sorrowful spirit. She talks about pouring out her soul before the Lord. She talks about an abundance of complaint and grief. We got to do that. The things that are hindering us. From Hebrews 12 we read last week or the week before. That we have to let go of the, the sins and the weights that so easily entangle us. This is the weight. All these things that we're dragging around, like a sled full of weights, you know, that we're just dragging around with us as we're going around. No wonder we don't seem joyful. No wonder we're not rejoicing like we should be. No wonder we're not shining our light like we should be in being the people that God wants us to be. Our Father has called us to cast all our cares upon him. Where are we at today? Are we ready to unshackle ourselves? It's not that these issues, these burdens of our heart, are not real. They're very real and very tangible most of the time. And it's natural and normal to be burdened by them. But as the children of God, God says, put it upon me. Not to be anxious about our life. Jesus said these words. Don't be anxious about your life or anything about our world that we live in and our loved ones and our, <clears throat> our challenges, our jobs, our everything. Not to be anxious about that. Oh, I've been anxious about it. Well, today is the day to unshackle yourself. We might say, oh, I tried to pray and and I still feel burdened. Well, sometimes you just have to do what Hannah did. You just got to get alone and just, uh, just let it out. Just pour it out of the soul. Not just a lot of think prayers and stuff like that. You got to pour your heart out before the Lord and really unshackle yourself. Unshackling means free yourself of, of, a, of, of, a, of a burden, of slavery, of bondage. 
Verse 17. Then Eli answered and said, Go in peace, and the God of Israel grant your petition which you have asked of him. And she said, Let your maidservant find favor in your sight. So the woman went her way and ate, and her face was no longer sad. There's no confirmation that she's going to have a baby here. Why is she no longer sad? Why is it she ate? She she couldn't eat before. Now she can eat. And her face is no longer sad. Because faith has come. She unshackled herself. When you unshackle yourself, it gives us an opportunity. It gives us freedom to trust God. And we unload our burdens before the Lord. There's real things that weigh us down. In Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1, it says, Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. She didn't see any baby. She had no confirmation of that. But the fact that she was unshackled and now she had faith, you could see it. She's not sad anymore. She's not weighed down anymore. She's not bitter and anguish in her soul anymore. That's the evidence of what we hope for. Faith is evidence that we're hoping, that the, our hope is real, our trust in God is real. It's not just a lot of talk anymore, it's in our hearts. So then eventually she, she bore a son. She conceived and bore a son named Samuel, it says. God answered her prayer, and she had a son. And then, chapter 2 and verse 21 says, And the Lord visited Hannah, as she conceived and bore three sons and two daughters. She had five children, or six. I don't know whether they're counting Samuel there. So she had multiple children. And God answered her prayer. But it wasn't until she unburdened herself and she cried out to the Lord and poured out her soul and poured out the bitterness and the anguish and, and, and gave it to Him to carry and put, his tru- put her trust in Him that she was free. Jesus said, If you continue in My Word, you are my disciples indeed. And you shall know the, tr- know the truth. And the truth will set you free. And he went on later to say, in the same passage, He who the Son sets free is free indeed. And if we're free, then why aren't we walking in freedom? Why are we not walking in the liberty of the sons and daughters of God? Why are we shackled and burdened? Because it's a decision that we make to not walk in faith, to not trust God, to not put our burdens upon Him so that He's carrying them and not us. That we acknowledge Him in all of our ways. That we pour out our soul to Him. And let Him carry the burden, not us. Because 
The medical professional even confirmed to you that the human body does not do well with stress and anxiety. That's very damaging to the human body. Because man, the human race was created before the fall of man, before sin. Anxiety and stress and fear very destructive, not only physically, but emotionally and spiritually. We have to give our burden to the Lord. So we go from here to Exodus chapter 6. Beginning of verse 2. And God spoke to Moses and said to him, I am the Lord. I appear to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob as God Almighty, but my name, Lord uh, Jehovah, I was not known to them. I have also established my covenant with them, to give them the land of Canaan, the land of their pilgrimage, in which they were strangers. I have also heard of the groaning of the children of Israel, whom the Egyptians keep in bondage, and I have remembered my covenant. Therefore say to the children of Israel, I am the Lord. I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. I will rescue you from their bondage. I will redeem you with an outstretched arm. And with great judgments, I will take you as my people, and I will be your God. And then you shall know that I am the Lord your God, who brings you out from under the burdens of the Egyptian. And I will bring you into the land which I swore to to give to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And I will give it to you as a heritage, for I am the Lord. So Moses spoke thus to the children of Israel, but they did not listen to Moses because of anguish of spirit and cruel bondage. You see demonstrated over and over again, and we aren't going to read all the examples, how the children of Israel refused to trust God for their burdens. They're carrying this great burden in Egypt. God says, I'm going to carry your burden. I'll bring you out from under your burden. I will redeem you with an outstretched arm of great judgments. And I bring you out from under the burden of the Egyptians. God has promised to lift our burdens off of us. But it takes trust. It takes faith. And as the book of Hebrews points out, that was their downfall. They didn't mix faith with what they heard. The promises of God did nothing for them. Because even though they got out of the bondage of Egypt, they were in bondage in the wilderness. They were grumbling in the wilderness. They were anguish of spirit in the wilderness. Because they never got it. They never understood God. And God even said about them, they didn't know my ways. They didn't understand me. 
They never entered His rest. The Bible says that we enter God's rest through faith. Our burdens become unshackled through faith. And this process of giving our burdens that we're carrying to Him, that's where freedom is. That's where liberty is. When we first come to Christ, we're delivered from the burden of our sin, of condemnation, of hell. It's not meant to stop there. Deliverance from Egypt and bondage to Egypt was not where it was meant to stop for the children of Israel. God's plan was for them to go from Egypt into, into His rest, in the Promised Land. They never went in. Because they never embraced God's promises. They never believed in, in His care for them. They never unshackled themselves of their burdens. It says they refused to listen to the, the word that God gave Moses. They refused it. They rejected it. Because of their anguish and their bondage they were in, the slavery they were in. They hardened their hearts. God did it anyway. The next one is in Numbers chapter 11. The next book, Exodus. Oh, I'm sorry, the two, two books. Leviticus, Numbers, two books down, Numbers chapter 11, beginning in verse 1. Now when the people complained, it displeased the Lord, for the Lord heard it, and his anger was aroused, so the fire of the Lord burned among them and consumed some in the outskirts of the camp. Then the people cried out to Moses, and when Moses prayed to the Lord, the fire was quenched. So he called the name of the place Taborah, because the fire of the Lord had burned among them. Now the mixed multitude were among them, yielded to intense craving. So the children of Israel also wept again and said, Who will give us meat? Remember the fish which we ate freely in Egypt, the cucumbers, melons, the leeks, the onions, and garlic. But now our whole being is dried up. There is nothing at all except this manna before our eyes. So they were grumbling. Instead of putting their trust in God and all that He had promised, they, they fell to grumbling and complaining. In verse 10, And Moses heard the people weeping throughout their families, everyone at the door of his tent. And the anger of the Lord was greatly aroused. And Moses also was displeased. So Moses said to the Lord, Why have you afflicted your servant? And why have I not found favor in your sight? They've laid the burden of all these people on me. Did I conceive all these people? Did I beget them that you should say to me, Carry them in your bosom as a guardian carries a nursing child to, to the land which you swore to their fathers? Where am I going to get meat for all, to give to all these people? For they weep all over me, saying, Give us meat that we may not eat, that we may eat. I am not able to bear all these people alone, because the burden is too heavy for me. 
If you treat me like this, please kill me here and now, if I have found favor in your sight, and do not let me see my wretchedness. Moses had enough, and finally, he just lets it all fly out. All this annoyance and this burden that he's having. So why have you put this burden on me? The Lord didn't intend for him to carry this burden. He intended for Moses to continue to put that burden on him, on the Lord. That he would trust God, whatever would happen. So he wouldn't be carrying his own. But you see what happens when you stop trusting God and you begin to carry the burden yourself. That's plan B. I'm carrying this burden myself. And we, and we try to become self-sufficient and try to figure things out for ourselves and try to, you know, orchestrate our whole future and, you know, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. The book of James says, if the Lord wills, we'll do, you know, we'll do this or that. You know, God's willing. You know, we're casting our burden on Him. We don't know what tomorrow brings. That's why Jesus says there's enough trouble for today. Don't worry about tomorrow. And yet so many are burdened about the future that it defiles today. When we're burdened about the future, it defiles today. That's what Jesus says. Don't worry. Put that on me. Let's look at today. And for today, cast your burden on me for today as well as tomorrow, next day, next day. And you see Moses just let it all pour out like he's vomiting out all this poison inside of him. What have you done to me? If you're going to do this with me, just kill me, Lord. You know, Take me away. Get me out of here. You ever felt like that? I know I have. Get me out of this place. Get me away from here. Take me up like Elijah, you know. Get that chariot ready. Sweep me away. Yeah, we felt like that. But that's because we're putting upon us something that we should be giving to the Lord, and that is our burdens. The burdensome stones that we feel in our gut, that make our heads swoon, that make us stoop over like we got a big boulder on our shoulders. And you see Moses finally does that, and then God finally helps him. God gives him 70 men to help him out, and he puts a spirit upon them too to help him with carry the burden of, of leadership. But you can see where Moses was. And then God gives the children of Israel meat and stuff like that, and he answered all, all the prayers. But did Moses have to drag, get, get miserable before this would happen? Let's not deceive ourselves. We don't have to get ourselves in this place of just, you know, carrying this stuff around and carrying this stuff around and carrying this stuff around until finally one day, hopefully, we unload it. And the Bible says, to cast our cares upon him, it was meant to be a regular experience. It's not meant to be cast your cares on him after they destroy you or after they make you a miserable. So, 
cast your cares upon Him on a regular basis. And it may not always be, hopefully after a while, it won't be an experience like Moses is having here. Or we're asking God to take us away. Hopefully after a while, you know, our faith is growing and we're casting our burdens daily and are not killing us, those burdens. Because people are killed by these burdens, heart attacks and strokes and things like that. Now, unfortunately, it happens even in the church. But we cast our cares upon Him. And we should remember that every day. To bring it, that's part of our, our relationship with Him. Lord, this is bothering me. I'm giving it to you. I'm trusting you about it. That's supposed to be our daily experience. Not after three or four years like Hannah. Not after months of of Moses carrying this burden on until finally it's just like you know, screen you know, just letting letting all this frustration out, you know. But if we have to do that, that's the place we have to start. Then on a daily basis, on an hourly basis, or whatever basis, as much as we need to, to give our burden to the Lord. We may cast our burden on the Lord, and a couple hours later, we look behind us and we see that burden on our back again. So we got to keep on. When the Bible says the just shall live by faith, this is part of living by faith, is taking these burdens <coughs> that we're carrying, stop carrying them. And it's not some magical, superficial thing. This is real. Faith is real. It is the substance of the things that we hope for. It's real. Because we don't see anything, does that mean it's not real? Because we don't hear anything, does that mean it's not real? The Bible says, what do we need faith for the things that we see and hear? But if we... Hope for the things we do not see. We wait for them patiently. Moses said, I am not able to bear this alone. We were not meant to carry these burdens alone. In Psalm 55:22, it says, Cast your burden on the Lord, and He shall sustain you. Where sustain means to just keep you going. You sustain. You're, you're continue. He will sustain our our life. Our spiritual walk will be sustained. We'll be able to walk in the spirit. We we able to be spiritually minded. That's what it means when it says to acknowledge him in all of our ways in Proverbs three. Jesus said, Come to me, all you labor and heavily burdened or laden. Come to me, Jesus said, and I will give you rest. And he says, and I will give you a different burden. He says, my burden is, is light. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. Exchanging one burden for another. The burden of walk, trusting God and walking in the Spirit. The burden of carrying the weight of the world on our shoulders.
liberty in Christ. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, freedom. We are called to be a witness to the world, the light of the world. How can we preach freedom to those who are in darkness, to those who are bound to their sins, when we're, when we're in, in bondage ourselves? We can be preaching the gospel to others. Are we bound ourselves? Are we preaching freedom to others and we're in bondage? shouldn't be that way. We need to be free. We need to be at liberty. The Bible also teaches us to bear one another's burdens. Bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. To help one another in this encourage one another to walk by faith to trust God for their problems to help help us our brothers and sisters with their burdens to be an encouragement to them Brother Dan I'm going to turn it over to you and anybody else that would like to comment on this or anything else they'd like to share we have Thank you, Ron. Praise the Lord, brother. Um, my mind kept going back to this song, Take Your Burden to the Lord and Leave It There. So many times we can bring our burden to the Lord, but we kind of just pick it up and go our way again. And uh, just to leave it there... <laughs> I had to think of a story uh, I read about uh, this person that had a box with a slot in it, and whenever she had a burden, she would write it on a piece of paper and drop it in the box for the Lord to take care of it. And uh, that was physically doing something that helped her to remember, you know, I left that with the Lord, you know. So... The emphasis of daily doing this is very real for us who walk with the Lord. Because we can we can have a burden a day and we give it to the Lord and we get joy in our heart. We go about free from this burden and then another day comes by and something new is there that I have to deal with the same way. And we're not smart enough to know how to deal with all these problems. So we have to give them to the, to the Lord. And He gives us relief. I'm, I'm very, very thankful for that. And this is the work. When we come to faith and the work that Christ has done. He purchased us. He freed us. He purchased us with his own blood. Now we belong to him. And uh, uh, people don't see that there's a great work that he wants to do yet beyond that. And so they become burdened with 
And I remember, I remember many experiences of my own. Why is this happening? Why is that happening? You know, <laughs> just give it to God, and you continue. So.